0: a playlist original.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Unpacked Podcast. So when it comes to finding your perfect first property, there are so many different things to take into consideration. So firstly, you need to decide on the building structure. So are you buying a residential property, a commercial property, or an industrial property? There are actually many other different types, but these three are the most common in South Africa. So when it comes to residential properties, These are homes, apartments, or townhouses. These are the kind of properties that are bought with the intention of living in. And commercial properties are buildings or land that are bought with the intention for profit generating activities rather than regular residential purposes. So these kind of buildings include offices, industrial or apartments, and even retail spaces. So industrial properties and commercial properties are two different things. Industrial properties are primarily used as a service center. So this is somewhere where a big business would have a warehouse where they store things or a distribution center, for example. So that's something you need to take into consideration when choosing your property, your building structure. In terms of property ownership, there are two main property ownerships. So it's sectional title and full title, also known as freehold. I invited a banking and finance attorney to come chat to us and explain all the legal terms and everything we should know about the different types of property ownership in South Africa.
0: So hi, everyone. My name is Vusima Tebula. I'm a banking and finance attorney by profession and a property investor by, by passion. Um, I invest in all types of uh, properties and um, I, I, I blog about uh, property investments and things to know when investing in property. Uh, the name of the blog is called propertylink.africa. And on the blog, we share information, like I said, about investing in property about nuanced uh, information relating to property investment um, in general just to help out people when um, you know making that step into investing in property because it can be a minefield, and yeah, that's just about it. So, okay,
1: speaking about properties, what are the different types of properties that people should know about in South Africa?
0: Mm, okay, that's a very interesting uh, question, that I Call it um, you know, if I'm thinking at the top of my head about maybe four types of uh, ways of uh, owning or acquiring property in South Africa. So, the first one is the most probably the most common one. It's freehold, and freehold basically means you own the stand and or the property, and it's fully yours, and you are able to do as how you please on the property, only limited to call it municipal uh, bylaws, regulations, and zoning, right? But the theory is that it's your property, you've got free will to do it, and you live alone on the property, and then you've got um, sectional uh, title ownership. Sectional title ownership is where people um, have come together in a common space and share a common space and live in that common space. And those are typically the apartments and certain uh, types of, uh, of estates uh, that, uh, the, that that you see, you know. And in, in that type of scenario, you've got exclusive use to your units and then you've got shared use of what are the common areas, which are usually, you know, um, the driveways, um, parks, okay. and so these you know clubhouses that um, you you may have, and I, I I I guess very much that this is the scenario that you find yourself yeah. in because in mm-hmm. some, you then have rules um, by the body corporate that govern how you all interact with each other. As you can imagine, there'd be chaos if we didn't have such rules, and we're all sharing this space, and we're supposed to live harmoniously um, within this space. So. You know, it's, it's it's always wise when you're buying into a sectional property to have a look at what the rules say because rules vary from each sectional title. You know, from each sectional title to sectional title. That is almost a hybrid of, um, you know, freestanding and sectional title, which is called sort of, um, <clears throat> well, it's freestanding but it's in an estate and you you have a homeowners association uh, type setup. And the rules in the homeowners association are slightly different to the rules that you'd find in a sectional title because obviously the owner is allowed more leverage or sort of more leeway in terms of what they can do with their property because even though you guys have um, live in a common estate, the owner actually owns the property as a freehold as opposed to a sectional, um, as opposed to a sectional property. You know? And then you've um, got a uh, leasehold. Um, leasehold is a long-term lease, um, which is typically um, ninety-nine years, and it mimics an ownership right because you've got secured tenure for that period, and that lease is registered in the deeds registry. The most famous leasehold in South Africa is, of course, uh, Waterfall City um, mm-hmm. in Midrand. Right, and we're not going to discuss farming because I don't think that's where we're going type of ownership, uh, that's the other type of property, um, if you will. Um, and then you've got the next scenario, which is, uh, let's call it maybe the mechanisms through which you can own property, right? So the first one and the most common one is in your private or individual capacity as, you know, a person ulerato can buy a property in her name, or Ufusi, Lerato, and another person can buy a property together and have an equal interest in that property, right? The next step is a form of company. You know, whether it's a private company, a public company, um, closed corporations no longer exist, you can buy property through a company. You know, Ulirato and Vusi will be shareholders in the company. The company will buy and own the property, but we own the shares in the company, which gives us an indirect ownership of um, the property, You can also then uh, purchase a property through a trust. Um, In the trust, uh, the trust uh, owns the property and the people who have the ultimate benefit of the property are the beneficiaries um, in the trust and it's managed by the trustees on behalf of uh, the beneficiaries uh, ultimately. And it's the trustees that make the decisions in terms of the trustee as opposed to uh, the beneficiaries. There are scenarios where some beneficiaries may also be trustees. You can also own um, property in a partnership. A partnership is a call it a legal arrangement where people bring various uh, skills and assets together to form a business. You know, it's fairly uncommon. It used to be common a long time ago when a lot of professionals would establish partnerships to work together, um, <clears throat> which included mostly doctors, accountants, lawyers, um, and and the likes. And, you know, the law made space for a partnership to be able to, um, to, to sort of own property, even though SARS would tax the partners in the partnership as individuals, and that's really, honestly, just just about it. There, may, there are other forms of statutory ways to own um, property, but the most the most common and recognised will give you the least trouble. those if you are involved in a property scenario always say to people where one of those situations is not involved be what
1: if i decide i'm buying my first property and i also own a business would it be easier or like less complicated and also for tax purposes would it be better to buy a business as a natural person or as a company how does that work
0: Hmm. I, I, again, it, it depends on what uh, on what the person is, uh, is 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 trying to is trying to achieve. So, and what I'd you know, be trying
1: to achieve. I'd be trying to save money, basically. So, if you, I am you, you, trying you. to save money. <laughs> Uh, which one
0: is better? <laughs> From a money perspective, um, it's it's a very complex thing because it also depends on the value of the property, right? Because you must remember, when you're um, an individual, you get taxed on a sliding scale, whereas where you're a business, you get taxed on a far flatter on a far flatter scale. And where the amount comes up will always depend on the value of the asset or how much the business is generating. So there isn't an answer to that. Why people would choose to structure, you know, their asset acquisition and put it either in a company or in a trust, um, if you will, is, you know, protection against probably... what you call estate duty should the person uh, should the person pass on or where there's more than one person owning uh, owning the property to make it easier for people to sell out of the situation so if you know there's three of us that are looking to acquire a property together as 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 friends it probably makes more sense to put it in the business in a business than to own it individually so that when one of us wants to leave we're selling the shares as opposed to the asset so that we don't trigger the asset taxes that come along with that because every time there's a sale, you trigger um, transfer transfer duty. If one of us wanted, you know, to to get out of the of the property ownership situation, um, and also maybe sometimes you want to use the property in generating an income, so as a, as, a, as, a, as an asset in the business. So in that way, you may want to put it in the business as opposed to your personal name to achieve a benefit um, from that. So it'll always depend on the numbers involved and what the people want to achieve. It's not as easy as saying rather put it in a company or rather put it in a trust it always amounts to what do you want to achieve in the long term and in terms of what you want to achieve what then is the best way of uh, of going forward i mean if it's merely an asset for you or a property for you to live in you know it's probably best to put it in your own name because you carry lesser taxes that are in the business but if it's used as part of the business um, then, or oh, where there's a number of people owning um, the property as opposed to just Lerato alone, you may want to put it in a company so that you protect yourselves against the changes that may happen in a company that would not ordinarily happen with an individual.
1: I would like to find out if you have any tips for somebody who's buying property for the first time.
0: Well. Yeah, that's always an exciting question and so much goes into buying a property. You know, there isn't one correct way of doing it, but I'd say to people, if um, you're looking at buying your first property, the most important thing to do is firstly to plan and planning spans around or involves a lot of things, but the most important aspects are going to be finance. You know, how are you going to finance this property? Is going to be by cash, a bank loan, or a combination of both? And or um, where are you going to live? You know, you need to have a really good and clear idea of where you're going to live. So I think maybe let's start unpacking a little bit about the finance. You know, um, you need to firstly come up with the money. You need to look at your budget in terms of how much you make and what you can realistically um, afford taking into account, you know, the cost of um, the 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 property and the financing cost of, uh, of the property if you're not purchasing it um, cash and whether you can afford that for an extended period with the income that you're generating. And I always say to people, stick to the side of caution. Be a whole lot more conservative in terms of what you can actually afford because in addition to just paying for the house or the property, there's additional costs that you need to look at and factor in depending on the kind of property that you're buying. So if you're buying into a sectional title, for instance, you need to consider levies, you know, you then need to consider rates, you need to consider electricity, you need to consider insurance and all of those things. So you need to add that up and have a holistic view of all of those things before you you go ahead with uh, with the purchase and the more conservative you are the more you're able to afford it and then the second element is um where are you actually going to buy a property because buying a property uh, for the sake of buying a property anywhere can get you into a lot of trouble you know i, I always say do your research i say to people start with you know how close are you to your work? And does it make sense to live close um, to to your work? You know, that's generally the the starting point so that you can avoid, um, you know, the travel in the morning and in the afternoon and sticking and and being stuck in traffic and those kinds of things. So I think those are the first basic things to look at is can I afford the property on a continuous basis? And also, do I have the money for the upfront costs? You know, if you're going to be financing the property, You're going to be required to pay a deposit and you're going to be required to pay initiation fees. If you're purchasing the property for cash or via bank loan, you're going to need to pay transfer costs. um, If the uh, property is over a million rand, you're also going to need to pay um, the transfer attorneys. And if you're getting a bond, obviously, you're going to need to pay for the bond registration costs. You know, you also need to take into account uh, costs for associated with uh, moving, you know, if you already have furniture. Don't you going to need to think uh, of buying furniture and the cost that comes along? Uh, that comes along. With that although no one should be pressured to have a fully finished place in one day. It's okay to take a few years actually getting together all of the things that you know that you need. So those are some of the important things I think in brief that you need to consider. You know when you start then breaking it down into the minute details. You know, when you look at the financing element, if you're getting um, a mortgage, you need to look at things like interest um, over time and how much that is going, to, is going to cost you. And that will, you know, determine the kind of financier or which financier you go with. And when you start looking at the property itself, again, elements like location, you need to look at the things that give your property value because you can change just about anything in the house but you're not going to be able to change your location. So it's very key, you know. Um, You need to have a look at the amenities that are around the place that um, you are buying, for instance. You know, are there any schools close by? You know, is it close to um, your workplace or many other workplaces? Is it close to... um, Places of leisure, shopping centres, um, the likes. You know, are there hospitals or health facilities um, close by? Um, you, you need to you need to consider whether the neighbourhood as a whole um, is viable because you may have a nice house, but the rest of the neighbourhood and surrounding areas are not viable. And over time, that does not create uh, value for you. So you know, it's very important to do those kinds of things. You also then need to look at the actual house itself that you're buying, whether or not um, Structurally, is it sound? You know, is the roofing. Up to scratch is the plumbing. Up to scratch is are the electricals up to scratch? And those are things that you may not be able to determine on your own, and you'd need to get a professional involved to help you and guide you in having a look at you know those things. If you're looking to make changes to the house, maybe get an architect involved or a qualified builder who can tell you perhaps what are the possibilities, what are the things that you can do, you know, in terms of the kind of changes that you that you are thinking um, that you are thinking of. So it's important to do that research around the property around the properties in the in the area or in the neighborhood so that you can understand just the whole surrounding and the situation and whether or not you're going to have long-term value because if you don't you may just find yourself just losing your shirt and just about everything else then you own, that you own making the wrong decision based purely on the fact that you liked a particular uh, property and you bought it based solely on that and only to find that financially, actually, it was not a good decision for you, nor is it viable.
1: Love this episode? Make sure to visit our website, www.unpack.co.za, to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply told a friend about us, that would be helpful too. Thank you for listening.